to Subtext and Discourse, where we discuss visual art, the art world, and life in general. I'm your host, Michael Dooney, co-owner and director of Berlin-based contemporary art gallery, Jarvis Dooney. Earlier this year, we hosted the second edition of our somewhat controversial postcard salon, where we invited artists working with photography or related media to submit a single image to our open call collaborative group exhibition. I've included a number of links in the podcast description, which gives some background to this experiment in exhibition making, including the conceptual text, reaction to the call-out, and installation images of the two exhibitions. In brief, though, the Postcard Salon was a response to the ongoing struggles facing both small and medium-sized galleries, the artists they support, and the impact, if any, on the wider creative community. I'll dedicate a later episode to the entire process and go into more detail about the various responses and reactions to the exhibition. For now, I'll be focusing on a selection of artists who participated in the Postcard Salon and were able to be interviewed about their work and respective practices, beginning with Keith Shooton. Keith is a Dutch visual artist who graduated from the Art Academy of Amsterdam in 1994. His early works were primarily abstract oil paintings. From around 1995, he shifted almost exclusively to photographic work, though his process is still very much associated with the techniques of abstract painting. And let's hear more from the artist himself. You describe your, your approach to photography as more in terms of being an abstract painter than a photographer. Well, actually, it's, it's good that you mention the word painter or artist, um, because at art school, I've been doing, uh, painting and, uh, etching other kind of, uh, printing techniques. And uh, later on, I went to do more and more photography, uh, but I'm still thinking as an artist or even a painter, not really being interested in the, the technical quality, uh, the perfection of the f- uh, photo as such, but more as the abstract image that will be uh, the result of it. I'm still a painter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting because they are like, when you very first glance at them, it does seem like a really simple still life. Did you always do the, the vases and the glass? I mean, you're doing these in the studio or? Uh, most times in the back garden. Yeah. When the children are not playing there. <laughs> and, uh, because I, uh, use this, uh, very direct sunlight. The sunlight has two advantages. It's very, very bright. You, you cannot really have studio lights that are so bright and so hard. Mm-hmm. The other aspect is that the sun is so far away that the the shadows are parallel. And that makes it more abstract sometimes than the, the light coming from one point and then uh, getting bigger and bigger. I don't know how to say that exactly in English. <laughs> it's not my first language. Ah, but. No, I know what you mean. I mean, if I think back to doing lighting design when you've got a point source or a, a diffuse source and the sun obviously is a, it's a point source because it's so far away. Yeah. You've, um, yeah, you've got much longer shadows and it works differently than if you had a, um, an artificial light or you were using a strobe or something like that. The power of the light as well. It's I enormous. Is yeah. it, how reliable is it in the Netherlands to have the sun? Like, do, you, <laughs> do you have to wait sometimes? <laughs> you have to work sometimes really quickly because um, another aspect of the sun uh, is, of course, that it's turning or the, or- the earth is turning, I know. 
that goes much faster than you think. Yeah. Uh, when you have a, a setting and you're working on uh, the actual photographs for more than two or three minutes, you have to turn the the, the table or uh, the object that I that they are on. That is something that I didn't really uh, realize before working uh, with this uh, direct light. Source. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, I guess it's like a, a like a sundial. Like it's yeah. Ticking, yeah. yeah. Well, when you but never realized it was so fast. Well, <laughs> and so the card, or the images that we've got included in the, the postcard show, you were saying before this was the first image that you did? That was the first of the series that I uh, did, and that uh, I took the shots in 2010 after working on it and putting it away because it was too difficult and again working on it uh, in 2015 I finished it really so this is five years in progress yeah wow. yeah but but also with one year not looking at it at all because I thought I, I can never finish this in a perfect way so that it looks very natural mm-hmm. and that you have to look at it twice or even three times before realizing that no, it's not natural. Yeah. But so this was, so 2010 was when you first started with this technique. When did you study art? I don't know. When, when you were, um, Oh, art, art school was in the eighties. I, uh, finished art school in 84. Yeah. For quite a few years, uh, I've been uh, painting and printing. In 1995, so that was uh, 11 years after that, I had my first solo show with only photo works. That was actually the first time that I uh, used them not as kind of study material for the actual uh, painting that I made, but uh, as... uh, well, artworks themselves, mm-hmm. and um, well, why paint if it's already a finished artwork? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I've heard from a lot of other people that work with sculpture that they use like photography as part of their practice, even if they're not presenting it. Like it helps them, yeah, visualize, get the source material, and absolutely reference. Right. Yes. And that's you never just show that because it's not your. It's like a showing a sketch essentially. You primarily work with photography now, or you still do paintings and sculptures also? No, not at this moment. I make some uh, collage with 17th or 18th century uh, engravings, but uh, that's a little bit more for fun. The actual serious work Mm -hmm. is uh, photography only at this moment, but I cannot promise you uh, that (laughs) I'm uh, not painting in the next uh, one or two years because... If painting expresses more what I want, then I should be painting again. And if I would paint this actual work, people wouldn't believe it. Now, you know, you can paint anything, of course, and then it wouldn't have the same effect as a photograph. So uh, the medium photography is the only way for this image to present it. Yeah. And how did you pick the vases and the glass? I started making still lives with vases 
a few months before I took uh, these pictures and uh, I collected vases from uh, thrift shops and secondhand shops and sometimes they uh, cost me uh, half a euro or may maybe two if it's a bigger one and there are also some very expensive <laughs> ones uh, now uh, in this arrangement but I don't make any difference between the, the cheap ones and the expensive ones. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I pick them for the color, the shape, uh, the reflections, and um, I make no difference uh, for uh, a very good design. I don't care if it's IKEA or Kopier, which is one of the most famous Dutch uh, glass masters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I suppose when you're photographing them from above, they, yeah, because they become abstract, it really is just about the the material and the color, right? And less about the the quality, really, because it's the the quality of the light or the how they're going to appear on film. So this was it was always vases to start with. Yeah. You, the other series you showed me just earlier, they're bowls. Is it just all glass material or that's what you're working with? Uh, at this moment, yes. But I also made combinations uh, like still lifes with glass vases with uh, flowers in it or uh, with uh, pumpkins in it or combinations of pumpkins and flowers. And sometimes they are maybe too compared to this work, a little bit wild in their mm -hmm. colors and uh, their funniness. This abstract work that I present now is, is the one, uh, uh, the work that I feel most comfortable with. Well, I think what, yeah, what we spoke about before and what I didn't appreciate when I very first looked at it, and I think maybe other people as well, when you just look at it for a brief moment until you really study it, is that... As you said, I mean, when you're saying if it's a painting, you can paint whatever you like. Like, it doesn't have to be connected to reality. But I think, yeah, those of us that are familiar with photography and have tried to photograph or anything, you know that what your eyes show you is one thing. And then when you look at it through your camera, depending on what lens you're using, you get another impression. Looking at this, I thought, well, you would just take a photo from above, but you would need to be... A considerable distance away, miles away, from, from vases <laughs> for them not to converge or to change. And in your book, have you made many books, or is that just the one, or is it more like a catalogue? This is this is presentation book, uh, yeah. which is not for sale. It ha okay. has no edition uh, or whatever. Okay. It's just. Uh, but you had examples of two different versions, like one yes. was. Uh, the, the drone shot. The drone shot. That's, yeah. that's, uh, just one shot from above where you see a very chaotic or dynamic uh, arrangement. While after I've done everything to it to, to make it more abstract mm -hmm. and it's very, looks more natural, but it's actually the, the version that I've done a lot of work on it. Yeah. Wow. It's, and it looks the other way around. It's such a sleight of hand, I think, with <laughs> photography, looking at it, because you do, it's easy to kind of think, oh, that's, that's what I expect to see. Like my brain's going, this is normal or this is reality. That's what you want to see. Yeah, but it isn't. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really. What you get is not what you see. There are a few images of Key's work in the description below, and I would encourage you to check out his website for an impression of his other works. 
It was really good that we had the opportunity to speak and gain some insight into his process, so I hope those listening also enjoyed hearing more about his work. As always, don't forget to follow us on social media for updates about upcoming exhibitions and activities at Jarvis Tooney Berlin. Please support us on Patreon, and of course we welcome any feedback. Thank you for tuning in, my name is Michael Dooney, and you've been listening to Subtext and Discourse.